Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And welcome back to another week of amazing news. <laughs> yeah, big news, I would say. Some some could say the biggest news, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We, we don't want to jump right in. How was, yeah. how was your week? Um... Unfortunately, it was very, very busy again until probably the last two days, but I haven't been feeling the best. So it was just lay on the couch and become a bump in a log, become a vegetable and just watch movies instead of playing games. So unfortunately, mm. <laughs> I feel like I do a Nintendo podcast, but I just don't play games anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Life gets Sometimes in the way. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? You had a trip this week, didn't you? Yeah, I was out of town for work this week. I went to uh, Las Vegas. So that was fun. I mean, Vegas Viva is always... Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Vegas is always fun. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of... Stimulation. Uh, it's a lot of stimulation. So <laughs> it's just constant sound, constant visual, like mm -hmm. lights and flashing and just everything. So it is a lot and it's a, and it, it tires you out very quickly. Not only that, but coming from the East coast to there, you know, you're going to bed at let's say one in the morning. So then it's actually what four in the morning. Four. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It throws off everything, you know, getting up, you're getting up way too early because that's what you're trained to be doing because yeah. of being in the East coast and then going to bed super late. And still trying to recover from just being tired and the act of flying every every flight was delayed and so it was a lot yeah <clears throat> but it was fun i mean it was still cool yeah so i had a good time overall i got to see um omega mart which was very interesting i'm so uh, jealous so jealous was, so becca she's been on the podcast before she's been there as well and so yeah. i want to go so bad <laughs> yeah it's it's very cool it's kind of it's, I would say it's an experience slash art exhibit slash video game. So you get there and you can you can just wander through it and kind of look at it and passively consume it as if you were walking around a museum or something. Or you can really dive in and really look for clues. And there is a narrative that's woven through it that starts mm. to unfold because you'll find a computer. And if you type in a code that you found in another room, you'll get a video file that shows a clip of something. Ooh. And then that clip of something leads you to something else. And so little by little, you can piece together this narrative that is, you know, going what exactly is going on here uh, at this this grocery store. And so that was very cool. It was it was something unlike anything I've done before. Um, and I would definitely go back, but I can't imagine the people that go there and are able to focus enough to do the puzzle on the very first try because it's just so much. There's just mm -hmm. so much to look at. And so, but so by our, you know, you could do, you'd be there for an hour, you could be there for five hours. By our like one, maybe one and a half, I was, I was kind of ready to go. You were tired. Like I had already seen, I was tired. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I get it. This is very, very cool. But you know, it's just, it, it's a lot. I was getting hot. I had the mask on. I'm like, I, I need to get out of here. Um, but if you could go multiple times, I think you could do it in more digestible pieces. Nobody was rushing you and you don't feel like you need to get through it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's just depends on how well you can kind of handle all the stimulation and all the noise and everything that's going on. And for me, I was just like, all right, I am, 
spent, I'm ready to go. So I guess so, if you have like ADHD, it would be very, very difficult for you to focus on get, like, it's doing things. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Mm. Uh, or maybe you just have a ton of energy. For me, I'm like, after an hour of something like that, I'm just kind of like, okay, this is, it is kind cool. of like I'm, a crazy, is it kind of like a crazy version of an escape room sort of? <clears throat> uh, yes, but yes but you don't need to escape anything it's not like you need to solve something to move right, on right. you just mm-hmm. need to walk but it's mm. just so much stuff in every room it's it's funny so i did that early into the trip mm-hmm. and from the rest of the trip on i was questioning whether or not i could go in doorways just in the regular world because <laughs> in this place like you can pretty much go anywhere anywhere and oh. so, you, you know, there's doors that have like a name of, you know, janitor's office and yeah. you're like, okay. And so if the door's not locked, you can go in it and you can continue to keep exploring and f- you, you know, you open a locker and maybe there's another handle inside the locker and then you open <laughs> that and the whole wall moves and then you oh walk through gosh. that and it's like, I, so messes with I your walk- perception a lot. Yeah. So anytime I was walking through the remainder of the casinos and everything else that was going on, you know, you look around a corner, you look through this thing and you're like, I I think I can go there. Or maybe that's a janitor's. I don't really know where I can go anymore. Right. So yes, I did. That was another thing. So um, we were walking through this casino and we knew there was a speak easy somewhere in this casino Mm -hmm. and it was tagged with just a simple marker on the door and you had to just kind of find it. So while walking around, we managed to find this, uh, it was in it was in the back of a restaurant. It was sort of this little food court thing, and there was an exit sign and this push door. You know, very typical like go this way to go out into an alley or something door. Yeah. And uh, and there was the little there was a sim like you would it looked like decoration for anything. And you so I walked up and there's people sitting there eating their dinner. I mean, you're walking right next to them, and uh, you push this door and it opens up into this little. I don't even like this little speakeasy, this little red room with these red lights and mm. just a couple of people hanging out in there. Very quiet. The music's more subdued and it's much, much more of a chill atmosphere as opposed to, you know, the cafeteria you basically just walked through to get into it. That so it was so really neat. cool. You know, yeah. yeah, I opened the door, I peeked in. I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. And because uh, you didn't think you should be going in there. It was, it was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. They probably it probably causes people to get in trouble too trying to go and like well you're probably yeah, you're <laughs> going doors, every door. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought there was a speakeasy here. Or, oh, I thought there was a slide going down to another level of the casino. Well, that, that's it. So I did the I did the uh Omega Mart and then I did you is know Is that what like it's called? Next... Is it called Omega Mart or is it called Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf is the creators of Omega Mart. Omega Mart is okay. the experience uh all right. and okay. so it's kind of confused it's like inception because the yeah. building it's all in is called area 15 mm-hmm. so then you go in area 15 and area 15 has a lot of stuff going on so like you first walk in in the second you walk in there it's it's an experience right from the beginning so there's a bar with this like tree in the middle and the every leaf on the tree is like twinkling and glowing and pulsing and that whole area and there's like purple light flooding the whole room so the second you walk into this building and it's essentially just a giant warehouse um you are you feel like you're in a a, a 
an area in World of Warcraft. That's exactly <laughs> what it made me think of. Everything's sort of neon and glowy and f- like organic looking. And like I said, the tree is kind of pulsing and glowing. And so everything is this very organic, dreamlike fairy state. And off to the right, there was this sort of, uh, I don't even know, like this odd twisted sort of whiskey bar carnival sort of thing you could have gone <laughs> into. And then there's another bar and then there's rocket fizz and it's got like candies from all over and soda that you could get and it was like a a bar arcade in the back then there was meow wolf which seemed to be more of a store and just like merch for meow wolf and then there was next to that is omega mart and the outside of that is very much like a, a walmart or any sort of grocery store and it's a big entrance and it's you know says omega mart down the side and yeah meow wolf built omega mart but i don't it's not like I'm going to Meow Wolf. It's I'm going to Omega Mar is from from the impression I got. Okay. So it was very cool. It was very mm-hmm. interesting, weird sort of art slash experience slash bar. So very cool. Yeah. It kind of sounds like it's a crazy indie like puzzle game. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. it's something different. It's very interesting. It sounds and, so uh, cool. I want to experience it so bad. <laughs> I guess it opened last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would imagine it's doing pretty well. You know, the you you have to buy a time and go in there, and it wasn't crowded. I mean, there were people, but it didn't feel like you were bumping in anybody. You could explore it at your own pace, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. And if you happen to be in Vegas or plan a trip to Vegas, you should definitely look this up. It's just like five minute drive off the strip, um, so it's worth it, one hundred percent. I think it was like fifty bucks, and you can go in and have as much time as you want. That's cool. When you're yeah. t- when you're saying like when you start walking around and you're questioning things after it reminds me of um this it's a similar experience you get after going to the wax museum uh, Madame Tussauds mm, in mm. New York City because you're used to these these people that look so realistic not moving they're wax sculptures but they look so real when you leave if somebody's leaning up against a pole and then all of a sudden they move it really messes with your brain because you don't sure. expect them to move it's it's so freaky. Like, Ooh, it's just such an eerie, eerie feeling. It's cool though. Yeah. It's cool. But I I imagine it's a similar kind of like you're questioning your reality. Like, am I in the matrix? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I can see, you know, if you spend, like I said, I was only a few hours, but even just the light, you know, you walk outside. Luckily I, I did it and it was already dark. So Mm -hmm. I think, but if you walked out, from this this building and you walked into the direct sunlight it would just be a shock to the system because really? you know it's just you're looking at you know just reds and blues and it, it's so interesting oh i can't wait i can't wait to do it someday yeah well maybe the next uh the next design conference will be there we can go and check it out <laughs> that'd be cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well should we get into the new story yeah let's do it the big story the Jahanga story. Yeah. So I, I would say this, it's it's maybe not directly related to Nintendo, but the biggest news, especially if we're doing a game podcast we need to talk about, is that Xbox has now bought Activision Blizzard. Uh, that's bananas. That's, that is huge. It's potentially some of the biggest. It was, it was huge when Microsoft bought Bethesda. This is even much larger. Uh, so yeah, this is this is big, big, big industry news. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Activision Blizzard, they create games called 
Call of Duty, Warcraft, Skylanders, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, what else is it? Tony Hawk, Spyro? I mean, there's yeah, so many tons, games. Tons of games. Not that I would imagine if you're listening to this, you are more than aware of what they make. But this is big. Microsoft essentially now owns these these you know these titles, and uh, if you are somebody that plays these titles on other platforms, which they do all exist on, you know, PlayStation and in some cases uh, Nintendo and on PC, you mm-hmm. can maybe be rest assured that it will continue that way, at least for now. Xbox has said, or Microsoft has said that they continue or they plan to continue the current agreements with those platforms moving forward. Now, that doesn't mean when that those I guess, contracts or whatever run out that it's going to get renewed and they're going to continue to do it. I would imagine they will, but we can get into that after. But yeah, very, very cool. The article that we pulled this information from is sort of all over the place, but they did mention Nintendo and Sony and the relationship Microsoft has with that and went on to say that... uh, that there is a long history in video games and Nintendo's not going to do anything that damages gaming in the long run because that's business that's the business they're in. Sony is this in the same business and I trust them. Uh, and so this is Microsoft's Phil Spencer saying all of this. So basically, I I went through the article and read the article, and it was kind of confusing to me what exactly is being referenced here. And, and the question seems to be, you know how is the relationship with Nintendo or maybe why did you buy Activision Blizzard? And from this conversation, from this statement, it almost seems as if Microsoft was buying Activision Blizzard so others couldn't buy it, you know, as as like a, as Google or Amazon or any fa- or Facebook, as they kind of encroach into the gaming industry. It seems like Microsoft has this stance or at least Phil Spencer has this stance that um, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft know what's best for gaming and that they want to kind of protect that and they don't want these other companies to kind of harm the industry. And Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially that's what he's saying in this kind of long-winded, weird statement. And I don't know how he got to that question or or train of thought, um, but... It's interesting that that's the thought process going on. And Spencer does add that Microsoft approach is moving away from the notion of having a single platform and instead embracing a device agnostic strategy. Everything doesn't have to run on a single device or platform, which is also very interesting. So, you know, with Game Pass, I can play things on my phone. I can play things on my Xbox. You can play things on your PC. So it is cool that they're moving away from this idea of we want Microsoft, we want Xbox, we want Game Pass on everything, maybe Nintendo, uh, and we don't care necessarily so much for the device itself. That's just one part of this, you know, three, four prong attack that we have, or what, however they look at it. Um, what are your thoughts on this overall? There's a lot of discussion going on, and the various comments on some of these things are all over the place. People essentially are crazy as always, um, and Many of them are in the doomsday state where everything's bad and this this is the worst. I saw one comment that was, this is the worst time for gaming. And I, it can't be farther from okay. the truth. But <laughs> you're, you're clearly like 12 years old and don't Somebody's know Somebody's a little dramatic, but. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, uh, what's your take on it? What's your thoughts? I, I have a lot of thoughts. And first, I think 
that you know Microsoft's been toying with this idea of more so being a publisher or a facilitator of gaming content as opposed to like obviously with the Xbox they have that that's great but they with Game Pass is perfect evidence right there that they're looking into branching out to making things more more open um mm. and I have a feeling that Activision Blizzard decided, you know, under wraps that this is probably we need to sell because our stock is going down because we have all these lawsuits. Our employees hate us. Our gamers hate us. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think Microsoft saw this opportunity and was like, now's our chance to actually make these conversations happen. So um, they probably just jumped on it. They saw the opportunity and jumped on it. And um, so that's one thought. And then my other thought is, I'm happy for the people who work at Activism, Activision Blizzard because, um, you know, Microsoft has, from what, from my understanding, I don't work for them, but from my understanding and from reading a bunch of articles online over the last week, it seems that they have a good track record with keeping their employees happy, um, paying them what they deserve, things like that. So I'm happy for all the employees at Activision Blizzard. Hopefully things will be on the up and up for them. I, there's a touch of concern because them buying Activision Blizzard, becoming more of a publishing owner, it is kind of the beginning of what a monopoly is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how this changes things. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm hopeful, yeah. but very curious. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <sighs> I don't know. I guess personally, I don't care. Uh, I think it's probably for the best. I'm not one to initially like to instantly say, oh, my goodness. Now, you know, Microsoft has this monopoly, the blah, blah, blah. I I play Xbox. I like what Xbox does. So far, I'm happy with Game Pass and things like that. Uh, So in the long run, if it means I can maybe have Warcraft or something on my Xbox and not just on my computer, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. If other companies don't want it's it's tough because it's just like you know clearly activision blizzard could have said no you know they could have gone the other way and i have a feeling they didn't have a choice i mean they have a choice they they Uh, can definitely say no you know i think the owner don't have to be bought out i think the owner did not have a a choice legally at this point yeah I, think I mean, that's that's, that's a huge it. difference between whether or not they're, you know, the CEO is the CEO or whether or not they're somebody else is the CEO. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people involved. There's a lot of things that it's not just like, oh, let's sell. There's a, it's it's probably been months, if not a year in the making. And uh, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had when something of this scale happens. It's not something that's get that just happens lately, you know, both Microsoft and Activision Blizzard had to look through probably a lot of um, a lot of what's happened in the past, as well as what's planned for the future. So I, I, the people are thinking when they make these choices, you know what I mean? It's not something that can be taken lightly. And the fact that a lot of the conversation, the discourse online is that, oh, you know, this is terrible. And this is the end of gaming. And this is a monopoly now. And how can they do this? If you're on the Sony camp, you're complaining because now everything's going to go terrible. But then again, if this were Sony buying it, I feel like those same people would be saying, oh, this is great. If Microsoft wanted it, they should have bought it. Yeah. I I personally, 
I don't really care. Uh, I don't think it's the end of gaming as we know it. And I, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't care enough about things like this, even if it were the end of gaming as we know it. Okay. I really don't care. You know, it's just the end of like Activision Blizzard doing their own thing. And if it falls apart and doesn't go anywhere, there's a billion other games I can play. It's not that big of a deal. And it's just something that doesn't, I guess, phase me that much when I think it's exciting. I see it as being uh, potentially a great thing. And if all of these games decide to close up shop and never exist anymore, I'm okay with that too. I mean, you it know would be how a many, you know how many, problem. you know how many other indie studios out there exist that <laughs> there's so many it's, good games out there by pu- like indie publishers that are amazing. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I know, I know this train of thought is going to bother a lot of people, but at the same time, like, it, it's it's a video game you know when one door I, closes another one opens yeah it's just I, how it I, I just i'm so sick of hearing but, like the this is the end of gaming type argument it's like, i think the people that are break. saying that are very few and they're shouting it very loudly it's yeah. it's the I, typical like internet negativity thing <laughs> yeah it remains but, to be seen what happens but in the long run i think it's going to be good for gaming yeah, and my comment about it being the beginning of a of a monopoly is it's like it could be. Like as far as what Microsoft is saying, it that's not their goal. They they want everything, you know, not everything has to run on a single device or platform. That's their current strategy. So it'd be it, it would be awesome if they stick with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it could go another direction if they don't keep their word. That's sure. all I meant by that. But yeah, I don't definitely. I don't think it's definitely like this is a monopoly. This is terrible. It's more so like there's a lot of ways this could go. Yeah, definitely. But ho- hopefully they keep to their word. But I think one of the more interesting things about the whole article in particular was the fact that, it, that Microsoft is getting away from the notion of needing it all to be on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I think that does, you know, there's been a lot of that conversation regarding yeah. Nintendo and bringing this back to Nintendo. There's a lot of that conversation about Game Pass potentially being on there at some point or yeah. we seeing our, our uh, achievements and things like that on Nintendo. And that to me is very exciting. If Microsoft starts to look themselves as a software developer, maybe more so than hardware regarding games, you know, that that means they can be on anything and still be generating money. And a lot of yeah. people are pushing, oh, well, this is all going to be locked behind Microsoft now and you won't be able to play any of these things. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you have Call of Duty, Warcraft, all of those games on all of the platform, now Microsoft's making money regardless. And it really doesn't matter if you pull it off of PlayStation. Why would you pull it off of PlayStation when you already have people playing it? It doesn't um, make sense. You may, yeah. and I could see them putting it on Game Pass, which makes more value for Game Pass and then thereby making more value for Xbox, which may make more people play Xbox. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if the new Call of Duty is coming out um, and you are on the fence, let's say we're on the next generation comes out in a handful of years, five years from now or whatever, and people are like, well, which one do I want to buy? Game Pass is $10 a month. You get all these games or $12 a month or whatever it is. And one of them being one of the largest games there is, Call of Duty, maybe people would be like, well, maybe that's what I want to get. I, I can buy this. I have all these games and I'm only spending $10 you know, a, a month or $12 a month or whatever. 
and I get to have access to all this stuff. So I could see even that helping Microsoft in the long run. It's not being this hard stance on not allowing people to have your game. It just makes your game more appealing so that potentially the tick starts to go that way where it's like, well, why would I buy a PlayStation when I have to buy all those games individually? Now I have some of my favorite games right here for a small monthly fee. And I think that could definitely be the change that we start to see. Uh, and, and, and it's a win-win for Microsoft either way. I mean, especially with how many games are on Game Pass now, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah. come and they go, but um, the game, I, I have uh, many games on there and there's no way you're going to get through all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, it, let's assume you're like us where you have multiple uh, consoles. So you're playing, be, uh, trying to jump back and forth between Switch and you know, Microsoft, Xbox, and it's like, there's just not enough time of the day to play only video games. The value is definitely there. So yeah, yeah, they just have to keep, you know, banking on that, I think. And that's kind of the direction based on what he's saying that they're going in. So that's what it seems like. Yeah. 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 I don't don't think it's all doom and gloom right off the rip. I think people can just take a breather. I think this is interesting news. It's exciting news. Any kind of shakeup in the industry, I think, is good, considering especially some of what's been going on with Activision and Blizzard. I think that this could potentially be amazing for the people that work there, mm-hmm. uh, which they deserve it after the year or two they've had having or even longer. However long they've been working on, there. Yeah, <laughs> based on what we've been yeah. hearing. So yeah. I think in the long run, this is probably going to be the best for everybody involved. Yeah, I agree. Well, moving on from that bombshell of news. Uh, we have a couple games that made it onto, well, one game that made it onto the Nintendo Switch online expansion, and then we have a date for another one that is definitely coming. We did hear of these two being eventually coming to the expansion, but we didn't have dates. So um, on the 20th, Banjo-Kazooie was added, and coming in February is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Nice. Some big games. People will definitely like that. It doesn't change Mm -hmm. it for me. I won't be getting the expansion, but um, those are big. Those are good games. People Mm -hmm. are going to be very happy if they're already signed up. I'm curious to see if it's enough to make people sign up. But I guess for those that have already thought there was value in the Switch Online Plus. If they already have it, yeah. Yeah, then they probably are all on all Mm -hmm. in for this. uh, these new games coming. So very cool. At least they did say they were coming. So here, here they are. We finally got them. Now, in some more news that I would say rivals the Xbox Activision news that we've kicked it off with, and that is Nintendo Switch system update 13.2.1 is finally here, and it includes some stability improvements. So there you have it. Uh, And with that as well is apparently an upgrade to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I guess they improved the emulator. You now have better water graphics. It is still missing the fog in the Water Temple, though. So if you had your hopes out for that, then you're not getting it. Um, But it does get almost as good as the GameCube version. So there's, there's that. Yeah. I think the general tone after seeing that stuff was um, people were really down about how the emulators were looking (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a lot of the games that are basically like our GameCube games that are now, you know, coming to the Switch and stuff. But overall, it seems pretty hopeful that they are actually looking at these issues and fixing them. Um, I know there are a couple other games that were experiencing. I think Paper Mario was one where it was just so buggy. Um, so people are hoping that they look at that next, but personally, I just don't understand why people are going back and playing these. 
Like, why would you go back and play like a terribly emulated, watered down version of the original game when there's so many great games out there now? They want them so bad. I mean, they're great. That's the that's the problem. That's the problem. They're amazing games, and people are hungry to play them again on the system they they currently have. You know, because not everybody can play has access to their old consoles. And I don't even I don't have a GameCube anymore. I don't you know I don't have access. I do have these versions. I have these on Wii, um, so I guess I could go play them there. But there are people that really enjoy playing the retro games. I am not one of them. I've said that in the past, but for those that do enjoy it, yeah, you should have the best. It's on the switch. It should play better than it did on the GameCube. And it's kind of sad that it doesn't. And it's, it's kind of a bummer that the emulation just isn't there yet, but I guess steps in the right direction is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, And hopefully they'll be able to play, you know, the best version of the game they want on the console. They currently have, and that's that's the hope right i mean i guess mm-hmm. that's the dream at this point but we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens it's a step in the right direction uh it's just a bummer for those that do really enjoy it well moving on some some very surprising news life is strange remastered is delayed again for only mm. the switch <laughs> mm. so uh last week we also got delays for dying light 2 and ghost runner both switch specific delays um, but yeah, then they announced that Life is Strange Remaster Collection is going to be pushed back as well. It's also being released on Google Stadia, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on February 1st. So it was originally going to come to Switch on February 1st, but yeah, now it's being set back. And this mm. is, like I said, the second delay for the game. The first was, they said, due to challenges from the pandemic. They didn't really say anything for the second delay, but the release date is now later this year. And I did notice in the eShop, it is still slotted for February 1st. So they just haven't updated that yet, if anybody sees that and is confused. But yeah, just kind of like a not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's it a happens. bit of a bummer. Yeah. I think the Switch is just so difficult for people to work with, unfortunately. It does seem like that's yeah. starting to get to be the problem where you yeah. know there is a lot of struggle in getting it to work on the Switch, which I mean, it's... It's getting up there, you know, to make something play and play well. You got to dedicate a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in our final news story, a bit of an odd one. The digital board game pandemic is being removed from the eShop. So that's odd. Uh, it's been on there forever. It's funny. I've had this on my list, of, my wish list for quite a while. Oh, better I sh- get it I soon. I guess I should just pick it up. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that it's not a great, uh, like, digital version of the game i mean i enjoy the board game and own the board game but sometimes it's fun to play these digital board games and uh i may pick it up just for the sake of having it you know on there but yeah apparently this is being deleted it's already been taken off of steam it's been it was all of a sudden nothing was announced it was removed uh it will be removed from the eShop shortly so if you do want it you got to get it now and the publisher has not given reasons for it being removed they did say we have worked hard over four years on pandemic and withdrawing it from the stores has not been an easy choice this decision was made for a heavy heart made with a heavy heart for a multiple of reasons that we cannot disclose for now only pc app store and google play has been removed microsoft version will follow january 31st 2022 and then the nintendo switch by the end of july the same year 
So very, very strange what's going on. Some fans are speculating that it might have to do with the pandemic theme, which I don't agree with, um, or that it's maybe making room for a new release, which if, I mean, yeah, that's possible. But then at the same time, when you just keep it out there until the new game comes out, why would you stop losing money just to make room for the next game? I mean, you could just put pandemic two out and then, take pandemic down i don't know um i just think something's going on it seems almost like there's some sort of more legal reasons going on behind the scene or some sort of copyright or something odd is going on behind the scenes especially you know with the weird choices there maybe maybe it just never was doing well maybe it just never sold well and they just constantly lose money on it so they said we we got to stop the bleeding this is you know this isn't working yeah, I agree with your point about making room for a new release. That makes no sense. So I don't know what people are talking about with that. But I, I don't know. It, it seems really weird overall. Just strange yeah. to suddenly out of nowhere do it. But you've had this on your phone forever, right? I remember you, f- you you played it on your phone at one point. No, yeah? no. Oh, oh. Pandemic. That was, oh. um, I don't have it on it's there It's a similar anymore. game though, right? No, the game I played is called Plague. Uh, And that one, you are the plague. You're not working as a team to fight a a pandemic. You are Mm. the pandemic Mm. trying to take out the world. And there's like AI that's fighting you. So you kind of have to like, you know, work on uh, evolving yourself and making yourself more lethal so that, um, you know, you can, you can essentially wipe out the world. That's the, that's the goal of that game. And this one, you play as a team. And you have to stop the the infection. You have to stop the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So All right. uh, this this one's very. I mean, it's a great game. Both well, both are great games. But it's just odd to me. I don't. I don't think that it's has anything to do with the theming of it because we're, we're two years in. Like this would have been pulled down. Yeah. Why you know, now? Year it's got to be. It's got to be licensing issues, especially for them to not be able to disclose. Like that's such a very legal thing to say. So it's that's got to be it for whatever reason. Who knows why? But oh, well. And uh, I mean, maybe there's people that are extremely sensitive to the idea of there being a game called Pandemic. But and just I don't can, buy the game. Yeah, I like, can't imagine like a, a company would be. You know, you know like, how uh, many games during the exist. times we got to pull this down. You know how. <laughs> doesn't make sense you know how many games wouldn't exist if they just took them down because they were a group of people that were really sensitive to something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like i did that see can't be it's it. funny that because be i it. saw i mean there's there are people like that obviously oh, and, and sure. if you're listening and you are one sorry to offend you because i'm sure you are um but there's people out there i watched i saw a comment it was on twitter and it was regarding this and it's like you know there should be a warning on this i got triggered because i saw that this thing came up regarding pandemic and giving our times, I'm super sensitive to it now. I'm like, oh, jeez. Well, I mean, who isn't? I mean, <laughs> sure, you see yeah. the word pandemic. What do you think of? Obviously, like, I, 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 I know, but triggered? we're sensitive to the time. But like, if a, <laughs> if a game is triggering you, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's don't, an you, individual you, issue that needs yeah. to look, be looked into. Yeah. Sorry for being insensitive, but. That's been our, that's been our MO in this whole thing. I, I apologize <laughs> to anybody. We're just very salty and, today. <laughs> yeah. I apologize to anybody in any of these stories, but apparently our general rule of thumb is we just don't care. And uh, sorry if it's offended you. I, I, uh, I will be picking it up only because, you know, I, I, 
I did want it. I, it's I'm bummed because it was just on Maybe sale. Maybe that's their like strategy. That's probably that was their whole strategy. That's everybody. why. That's why they pushed it to July because they're like, oh, maybe people will just buy a bunch of it at the last minute. We see it's on a bunch of people's wish list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's possible. I doubt I, it. I, but I think possible. that if that were the case, you would have said, "Hey, we're pulling all versions of this game in a month. If you want it, get no. it. <laughs> Go get it now because it's yeah. going to be gone forever." As opposed to pulling it off of you know a bunch. I think Microsoft and PC and App. Uh, the App Store and Google Play, I have a feeling whatever contract was going there ended. And that's why there's like this sort of weird stepping of, you know, it being pulled down. And I just think that it probably went to Nintendo last. And that's when it, I don't know how it works behind the scenes, but that's probably when whatever contract that allows it to be there is up and they just, they're not going to renew it. It could be the end of whoever's fiscal year. Right? Isn't that usually when they end is in July? Well, that does it for our news this week. Let's move on to our top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus, the pre-order. And I did see that if you pre-order it through Target, you can get this like art book thing, portfolio Mm. art book thing. And then if you pre-order through GameStop, uh, you get these art card things. So there's swag out there if people are interested in that. That's um, cool. Just got to look around. Yeah. Um, Target second, is the only one that has it or? No, it's Target and then GameStop. They, oh, okay. those, those are the only those. two I saw, but there might be a few others too. So you just got to look, but they're out there. So nice. I also did see that people have already started streaming the game, even though it's not out yet. So that's a big no. Yeah. 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 Keep an eye out. That's <laughs> spoilers already. Yeah, it happens. Uh, in second place, we have Mario Party Superstars. Third, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fourth is Minecraft. Fifth, Untitled Goose Game, still hanging on in the top 10 from last week. Uh, sixth is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Seventh is Among Us. Eighth, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Ninth, Stardew Valley. And tenth, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. Nice. Nice. And then for new games that made it in the top 30, I'm pretty happy. Astroneer is 22nd. So I'm happy hmm. that was at least in the top 30. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. It's uh, Astroneer seems like one that would do well on the Switch, so I'm happy to see that mm-hmm. it's broke that top 30. I think if there ends up being any good sales or you know word gets out, that one's going to continue Shoot in the to top climb. 10. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a good sure. game, and, it, and I could see that being nice to play on the go. Yeah. So now that gets us to new releases, we're into this week. We actually have a few checks this week. You want to mm-hmm. kick it off? Sure. Uh, the first one I have checked is called Summertime Madness. It's on sale for 12 bucks. It's a single player first person puzzle game. The player takes over the role of a painter who's made a deal with the devil and is basically trapped in his canvases now. And he's trying to find his way back to the real world. And the look of this game reminded me a little bit of Alice in Wonderland, but on an mm. island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of seems like a weird backwardsy, like strange things happen sort of situation. It's basically like um, the grocery store you went to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. This one made me think of Mist, probably because of mm. the island side yeah. of it. But it is. It's a very much like a Mist type game. You're going to be clicking around and kind of solving puzzles. and Much more vibrant I, than Mist, I would say. But yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very pretty. The only reason yeah. I didn't give this one a check, because I do like games like Mist, was I didn't get a good sense of the puzzles that I would be solving. And that was enough to make me not really super interested in it. Mm-hmm. If they have a demo, I'm going to check the demo because I do yeah. love the look of it overall. And I love those types of games where you're kind of trying to figure out you know, something and it's this big story and whatever. 
whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I did. I didn't get that sense, and I wasn't really sure if this was kind of like a uh, one-off, quick, you know, mobile type game on Switch, or if it could be more of a mist type game where there's like this this lore, and you're kind of really diving into something. So mm-hmm. overall. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I didn't put it on the wish list, but if we do get a demo, I'm going to, I'm going to try it out. Now, the next check we have is um, for a game called Unforeseen Incidents. It comes out January 27th for $20. This is a classical style interactive mystery game, and you better get it now because this is an adventure about conspiracy and a deadly unknown virus. So if it's anything like <laughs> pandemic, it could be gone by next week. So, uh, yeah, this one's 20 bucks. It seemed really, really good. It's kind of similar to the one you also picked because it's sort of like a point and shoot or not point and shoot, but a point and click click slash telltale game. That's what it it gave me that telltale games vibe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cool animation style. Looks like it's voice acted like the uh, illustrations of it. I think it's all hand hand. It does look like that. Yeah, like a comic book. Yeah, Yeah, like a comic book. That's a good way. Mm -hmm. Like almost like a noir comic book. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Yeah. And it it. seems pretty funny, too. There's this one part in the trailer where he walks in and this lady's like, I don't think I can trust you. I should kill you. And he goes, well, first off, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I don't know why I'm here. So there's no reason to kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the yeah. writing seems kind of like quippy and fun, and I'm more I'm more excited for that than Summertime Madness. But it does because, it, yeah, it, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. No, this one I thought was interesting. It mm-hmm. definitely got the check for me. I, I did think that it was funny because the writing, because it, it before that in the trailer, it seems very serious. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? What is going on oh, here? This it's kind of comedy as well. So yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, check it out. It looks good. And uh, at least we got two checks this time on some of the games last last week or the week before. I don't think we had anything for a while. No. So I'm happy that we got a couple at checks. A couple, yeah, yeah. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what Michael's playing. Um, <laughs> I assume you have nothing to tell. Yeah, well, I'm bummed because I mean, in her, it, this is like the prime time of the year, especially around here, to play video games. Like I'd say December I to agree. August is such a good time because then you don't have to worry about fall damage. No, oh my God, there's the joke. There's the joke. Did everybody catch that? You're going to have to rewind because it was a subtle one, but that was the joke of the day. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. So what you been playing, Michael? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I have no no shockers, no surprises this week. I have been continuing with Fire Emblem. I did not play on as much on the plane as I was hoping to because I think I was on some of the smallest seats slash flights that exist I could barely move. Like, um, I've been playing Fire Emblem. I did not beat Journey to the Savage Planet yet. I haven't really put much time into it. And I played a little bit more Stardew Valley because I've been craving that game. So I I fired it back up. And mostly all I was doing was trying to figure out what I was doing. Um, (laughs) But it was nice to be back in the world. I forgot that I was in the middle of winter. So there's not a ton that I can do right now. Uh, So I just was kind of wandering around trying to reacclimate to where I was, what I was doing, what was going on, what are my levels with all of my villagers and all that kind of stuff. So just really fun to be back in that world. I do love that game so much. Also, the last thing we want right now is more cold, more cold weather. And snow. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what it's a been time very to cold jump into the game. <laughs> it was yeah. like in the negative. It was actually warmer in Antarctica the other day than it was here. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Well, if you want to tell us what the weather is like where you 
live, you can definitely do that. You go over to nintendodispatch.com, hit the contact button and fill us in on all of the good weather stories or maybe even game stories or tell us how crazy we are for our hot takes on all of the topics we had today. If you want to watch us... Yeah, yeah. If you want to watch a stream, go over to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. If you want to chat with us, just go over to Twitter, hit at Dispatch Podcast and write to us there or Discord. And the info for that is on our website. So thank you so much for listening. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.